Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Welcome to episode 70 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Did you hear about Mary J. Blige and Faith Evans? Heard they had a fight. Who you got in that, by the way? Might have to take Faith. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. And Nick, Cardi B say she crossed the line. I got I got, I got a touch up. It might be a good pay-per-view deal. That's a hell of a pay-per-view. I yeah. pay for that. Everybody around the NFL wants to see Deshaun Watson. But I'm telling you, they did not pay Odell Beckham Jr. a whole lot of money to watch Saquon walk the run. You never publicly criticize a guy for trying to get his money. I don't think you want to give Baker Mayfield too much too soon. So we got a whole 25 seconds of WNBA talking. Joined now by former NFL linebacker, Houston Oilers, Eddie Robinson. Yeah, it's a kid's game and you're playing for the love of the game, winning a championship, bring glory to your fans, teammates, city, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, you're playing for that check. The more you make, the more I make. Yeah, I think it's great that Nike has stepped out to, to put Colin Kaepernick in that line and give him a chance to financially recoup some of it then, but then just kind of humanize him. Now this is a hell of a podcast. <laughs> we believe in change and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live special. This is what we were trying to say. You got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 71 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you have found us again on iTunes. Tune in, SoundCloud, KTSUFM.com, or wherever you found us. Thank you for subscribing, for commenting, for sending out information to your friends and family. We want to make this the biggest water cooler topic show ever, if that makes sense. (laughs) I don't think it does, but nonetheless. Welcome to the show, and joining me for this episode is Biscuit. He is in the building, and we have a great show lined up for you. If you are not familiar with the show, of course, I have hosted KTSU Sports Talk, or some variation of that, for 15 years in Houston, Texas. And Biscuit has uh, extensive sports knowledge and experience covering the Texans, a little bit of Astros. Yeah, you covered the Astros. Yep. And the Rockets as well. So he, he's he been around for a while. I've been around for a long, long time. We're based in Houston, but we talk about just about anything you want to talk about. And to reach out and touch me, you can hit me up on iTunes at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, and on Facebook the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page, and the group. You can subscribe or like both of those. And those are ways you can communicate with me. A lot of folks are reaching out to me. I certainly appreciate Strictly Talking. My man Clarence Gordon, Melissa is always a big, big listener. Melanie, the whole crew, Pernell Harvey, those guys. And, of course, uh, Larry the Chatterbox Hill and the crew, they always check us out as well. So many of you, too many to name, because uh, we are in the thousands and thousands of listeners over the course of this episode. And this is episode 71. It's kind of hard to believe we've been at this. And so we've ramped up our intensity based on your response. 
And so we'll do more shows, more guests, more topical issues from around the country, not just Houston, and uh, just sort of mix it up and provide uh, some something for your podcast plate, as it were. Coming up this episode, we have a segment called Brand New. Then we hit you with some headlines. Then we'll hit a segment that we call Shame, 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 or Charge It to the Game. Then Kalina will join us for Why We Kneel. That is for all of the folks who are protesting NFL and really want to recognize the reason why Colin Kaepernick took a knee to begin with. And so many have followed him symbolically, if not literally. In addition to that, we'll take a break in the second half. We'll have surprise, surprise, or better recognize. We'll give out the Lamont Award. And before I let go, with that, want to bring in Biscuit. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And what's brand new? What's brand new for me, last night, me and my wife were hanging out at the house. It was around 10, 30, 11. Uh, we're sitting there, and she's trying to do her nails, and they're not coming out right. And we have a wedding. She's singing in a wedding uh, on, on this weekend. And she tells me, she asked me, she said, you know, honey, can you go to the store and um, get me some nail polish? And I was like, okay, sure. You know, I'm used to making late night runs to the store for my wife or, or this or, or that. And. As I go into Walgreens, as I'm walking in, I then realize that it's 11 o'clock, that I'm walking into a 24-hour Walgreens, and that I am going to the nail section. I see this poor lady, and she's thinking, oh, I'm going to Walgreens later at night. I'm going to be in the lady section. I should be fine. Then this grown man <laughs> walks, walks in <laughs> in the nail section by himself, who doesn't look like he belongs there, looking for fingernail polish. Did you get profiled? I, I, no, <laughs> oh, you should have gotten profiled. I should have gotten profiled, exactly. So I was a little uncomfortable with that, and I, me and my wife had a pretty good laugh about it. Well, I'll tell you what's new with me is in addition to just watching a ton of football and immersing myself, not only did I go to San Marcos, Texas, to, to uh, broadcast the Texas Southern Texas State football game, I came on Sunday, did my thing, took my notes, watched all of the games that I could, I just got it in, like I always do during football season. And, and so, you know, during football season, I rarely watch anything else. But in the month of September, and these are good nights, on Tuesdays, and Thursdays, TCM, Turner Classic Movies, is featuring uh, African-American movies. And No, 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 no. Let me tell you what they had on Okay. Tuesday. Cooley High. Now, if you've ever watched Cooley High and you have not teared up, you just, you're, you don't have a heart. <laughs> you don't have a heart. When Coach, well, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to. Oh, a spoiler it, alert for a movie that came out in the 70s. Yeah, Come 1975. On. Have you seen it? Have yes, you, I've seen when Coachies died. Ah, yes. Tell people, yes. Don't tell people. Oh, don't tell people. If they don't know that Coachies died, they don't know who Coachies is. Well, if, if they ain't been on their plate at this point, they're fine. No, you need to go watch it and disregard the spoiler alert. So, sorry so, for the so, six so, people I ruined that for. Well, uh, it's a great movie, Motown soundtrack, and it's the HBCU. Do you remember the HBCU link in that movie? What's the HBCU link? I know people people know that really have watched the movie. Do you know Howard? I don't know. That's no, uh, no, Grambling. Oh, okay. Coach, he's had a, a scholarship to Grambling before he was tragically killed. Yeah, so that was on followed by <laughs> Sounder. So, needless okay. to say, unintentionally, I spent a night. 
you know, kind of sniffling a little bit, watching some of those classic wow. movies. No, and, and, and what wow, else? This just adds to the to, to the menu. We got Tevin Campbell, we got entertainment writer, and now we got dramatic movies. Well, but, but well, again, you like the cry, you like you like to cry movies. I don't like to cry movies. But you like that, movies that make you cry, that that elicit that emotion you, out of you? I like any movie that elicits emotion from me, including <laughs> anything that's comedic. But I will say this. You know, Brian's song. Wow. I mean, most of the movies, if, if, if a movie's really good, if it does kind of pull a tear out, you know. And, mm-hmm. and you think about it. Terms of Endearment. Uh, Still Magnolia. Oh, wow. Coolie High. Wow. Brian's song. I'm wow. telling you. Next, you're gonna tell me that show tunes are your favorite. Now that that is where I have not, and I'm around the theater a lot. I've I've written plays and directed and all those things. And in addition to that, I was artistic director. And I've just the one component that I'm missing. I guess my we didn't ask for your resume, bro. You like you're a sensitive guy. I am. No, no doubt about that. Obviously. And I was sensitive about some of the stuff I saw on Sunday, Saturday, and Sunday for that matter. And that's why we're gonna hit you with some headlines. Well, you know what? You cannot start a conversation this week without talking about the U.S. Open and Serena. Now, since the last time we came to you, we I think I taped Saturday morning. And, of course, what happened was the uh, U.S. Open situation with Serena. And this thing has gotten way, way, way out of hand. I want to get your take on it first. What were your thoughts on the entire situation? And if you don't know, which you have to have been – under a rock not to know. Serena got a warning for coaching. Then she slammed a racket. I mean, which she was offended by. Yelled at the line judge a little bit. Not a lot. Then she smashed a racket out of frustration. Uh, it was charged a game was was sort of uh, a game was taken away from her. No, a, a, a point, point was taken yeah. away from her. Then she argued some more, called the umpire a thief and said a bunch of stuff. Nothing, no expletives, but called him a bunch of names. Well, not, I mean, just called him a thief and said that he owed her an apology. If you hadn't seen the clips, they're out there. And then he took a game. And again, for she verbal had, abuse. Yeah, for verbal abuse. She had lost the first set. She was up 3-1 when all this stuff started, right? Is uh, that right? No, she was down. She was losing. Okay, she, she was down 3-1 the second set? Yes. Well, however, well, when he took the game, it was I believe four to three. She was down four to three, and then they took the game and made it five three. Yeah, and now that was just it was a debacle. And I want to get your take on it, and before I give you mine. Okay, this is what happened. There was a lack of communication. So when Serena started talking to him about the coaching issue, she didn't feel like she, the way that the conversation she felt went was that it wasn't an official warning. She felt like that really didn't count because they talked about it and it was over. And then she got upset and on a totally separate issue and threw down a racket. And then he gave a point to Osaka. Now, that's when it kind of got really, really extra. That's my view on it. I mean, uh, Serena was doing the most. I mean, just to be honest, talking about her daughter and about women's rights. And he's trying to take a game from her. He's a thief. And, and like, at that point, she was doing the most. Now, when he took the game, I understand. And she does have a point saying that so many men have said so much worse but this guy this particular line judge has penalized people in the past for the same things he's penalized men he's penalized women 
I don't think it was the right time. I don't think it was the right place. You know, sometimes you get into your feelings and you get into your emotions and you got a whole bunch of things going on. It seems like everybody's coming down on you and you, woe is me. And I think that's kind of what happened with Serena. But uh, yeah, she was doing the most. I I think the judge was wrong as well because in a final, in a major championship, you, you don't cross that line. You don't put the player in a position to lose the game to insert yourself into the game. On that point, I think he was wrong, but Serena was doing the most. So here's how I feel about all of that. We have, especially as men who watch been watching sporting events forever, we know that the stars get the calls. We we know that. We know that in big game situations, refs and officials tend to swallow the, the whistle. This guy cannot, in that situation, hit her like that. You pull her to the side for, with the first, very first and say, hey, look, I, you know, I just want to tell you, hey, watch out. I, you know, I don't, we, you know, coach, we can't have coaching. You know, I saw you look at the stands. I don't know what you were doing, but, you know, just be so cautious of that. Warning. A, a very soft warning. And and never follow up with that afterwards. I mean, not, I mean because again, they, it happens all the time in tennis. Here's another take about this. She is the sport of tennis. Since all of this came out, we have racist cartoons that we'll talk about later in the show. We have had people from all walks of life telling her how she should have behaved, telling her, saying, I mean, she's had a lot of defenders, but a lot of detractors. And it's just become a huge male-female issue, black-white issue. Everything is dumped into this whole incident. He started that. The referee, the umpire, should have... Your job is really to stay out of the way, defuse it, and not give anybody unfair advantage. Give us off warning. If you know a history, if if you feel like I mean you he's on the tour. He knows these women. He knows whether But or not- how well does does he really know him? I mean, cause she was saying, Oh, you know me, you know I would never do that. I would rather lose. But how do you know that? How do you I don't if you, know if, you. if you work with somebody, you we know in the NFL who cheats. We can t- we can name if we sat down and thought about it, we could come up with players that we thought were dirty players. And conversely, we think that we know four or five players for sure. That uh, that you would say, nah, that's not that kind of guy. If I if I say Larry Fitzgerald, you would say, nah, he's not he's not a a cheater in that way. Maybe. But that's not to say he's never cheated. Uh, that's not to say that, but uh, that's also to say that she, first of all, she's the most popular person in the sport. They have looked that shouldn't her come like, into it. That shouldn't come into it. It should. It, in a major damn championship. Well should come, in a major championship. It should because you nah. don't you don't get involved in any of those kind. Can you imagine? This is somebody, not wrestling. No, 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 no. We just saw this in the NBA. We just saw this in the NBA with LeBron and Draymond Green. Where Draymond, it, we saw how that ruined that series when Gr- Golden State was leading 3-1. to one. In that situation, the NBA should have not suspended that, that guy. And that it changed the history of the NBA because of that one call. You damn well should pay attention to who it is and understand the moment. Okay, and if, you know, mo- if you know the woman, you know that this woman has been looked at with a, under a microscope. She's drug tested more than anybody in the sport of tennis. And I'm going to tell you, man, she does get treated unfairly for what she means to the sport. Now, that being said, yeah, she fussed and she raised hell. And that's that is what it is. It never you never say I'm going to take a game. I Not agree. in a major. I agree. You never, you never take a game because games are so important and so, so precious. And she didn't in a final, in a major's final. Now, the only thing I will say against Serena is she did attack his character. 
when you call someone a thief, Who you're attacking did? you're attacking their character. Now, if you say you're you blind know what they say? Or, or you're dumb or something like that's di- I think to me that's that's a different type of of insult. Saying okay, you're a thief. You're, that, you're that, that, that to me that's I, that, I mean that. that's assaulting. I mean uh, assassinating his character. So first I, of all, get out. He needs to get out of his feelings. Understand the intensity that these players are playing with. Diffuse this situation. He should never work a finals again. Not not like that. But everybody because says he's, he's not, a great judge. Everybody. Says well, he that. was not great that day, and on the biggest stage, we shouldn't even know who he is. Well, and I mean, we, I mean, we really shouldn't, and that's his fault. And now, for very well, for reasons he caused, we're talking more about these incidents than we are about the young lady Osaka who won. The tournament and probably would have won it anyway, right? Because she was really do you, balling out. Do you think this is racially motivated? I don't think it's racially motivated or gender motivated. That is a tougher question for me. That's a tougher question for me. I think that goes to the root of gender bias in society, and I think you you hear it in all walks of life, and uh, you know you deal with it on a jo- uh, on a job. If a man tells certain guys something, they receive it well. Some guys do not receive that same message from a woman well. And and I do think that, in a way, women are forced to conduct themselves a little bit different. And that's not right. I mean, I, And I think the perception of a woman is different if she's authoritative and knows exactly what she wants. I don't know. I, I mean, that's a real tough question for me. But I do feel like men get away with a lot more... And, I mean, we saw it. It's such a great example early in that tournament where the young lady took her shirt off the chain. She had on a sports bra. Nothing was revealed at all. And she got penalized. I think Jokovic did the same thing, and no big deal. He sat there bare-chested, and it, nobody said a word. So Right, and I understand that. But And, and of course, I remember McEnroe. I remember Jimmy Connors. I know how those guys get down. I know we've seen incident after incident with on the men's side. My, my only thing is with this particular judge, he's had a history of penalizing players. That and, and when you go into any major, especially major competition, you talk about who the referees are, who the officials are. When you go into an NBA basketball I game, you go you into know the finals, the, officials are, you, you, right. you, the, the coach says, hey, this guy, he, he he really doesn't like when you talk. He's really quick with the team. Okay, but what if she... This group of officials will let, her play, let us play more physical. You scout the referees just like you scout the players. I understand it, and that's all that's true. But if she wasn't cheating and didn't know what he was talking about, isn't it understandable? What is she going to say, though? What is she going to say? Oh, yeah, okay, you got me. You're right. I'm sorry. Like, First of all, say? she would rather lose than cheat. Did you not hear <laughs> yeah, her? Okay. She would rather lose than cheat. Yeah, what is I mean, she going to say? But hold on. But do you think she – first? Of, okay, let's get to the root of Do you think she was cheating? The coach said, hey, I was coaching. His co- Her coach said that. But he also said she didn't see him. He doesn't know that. Uh, I'm asking you. I think you, that's a stupid rule. It's a dumb rule. But, but do you got to play by the think, rules. So do you think she was cheating? Under the letter of the law, yes. I don't. The coach I gave don't. her a hand signal. She looked over there at the box. When she looked over there she at the box, looking the at coach Kelly gave right behind her, her a signal. He said it was coaching. Now, if the coach says he's coaching, it, it, it I, he, he did say he was coaching. He says it happens in every match. She said she didn't see it. And so here you are. See, you're part of the problem. Oh, me? <laughs> yes. You're just going to outright say this girl, I mean, this woman, not girl, this woman is lying. I'm not saying that she's lying. I'm saying as far you as are. the— No, you no, no. I'm not talking about intent. She said I'm talking she didn't about, cheat. I, I, that's fine. That's intent. 
I'm talking about the letter of the law. If you make a hand signal, if your coach makes a hand signal to you and you look over there and you're looking in that direction, that is considered coaching. I don't care what her intent was. If that's the rule, that's the rule for everybody. Now, I understand it may not be enforced to the same extent for everybody. See, I, this is this is where you and I fundamentally disagree on the whole thing. Because I think these young ladies have been so scrutinized, her and her sister, since the beginning of their careers. Every decision they make, every outfit that they wear, we saw it with the French Open changing their rules. We see it with her history of having sort of some tumultuous moments in the U.S. Open. And I think for sure that she's not the type of, of lady that would cheat. I don't because again, she's more she drug testimony than anybody else. I don't know anything about her about her character. I'm not gonna assume her character. I'm talking about the letter of the rule, the letter of the law. So you I'm think not saying she it's was right. cheating. I, you I, thought I don't know she was, if she was cheating, but as far as the rule is concerned, <laughs> that's considered cheating. No, it's not considered cheating. You it's, it's, it's considered coaching, and coaching is against the rules. I'm not saying she's cheating, but I'm saying she didn't but follow the how rules. How does he know that he she even saw she didn't adjust anything based on what he did? Again. It's there's no way he could have saw that. There's no way he could have determined that. Again, it's a judgment call. The rule is you cannot, as a coach, I understand you what cannot the make is. any gestures or any hand signals. You cannot coach from the sideline. That's the rule. So you got to sit there, shut up, put your hands in your pockets, and not do anything. She hired that coach. She pays that coach. It's not like these NFL teams where you know you you kind of get drafted and you don't you're not in control who your, who your coaches are. She's in control who her coach is. I you just I think in in this situation I think there was no way he could determine whether or not she was receiving coaching and again understanding then, okay, who she case, is in the sport if that's the case why she, have the rule I don't think this it should be ruled but again I, understanding who she is and how she conducts herself and they know her ten times better than we do a hundred times better because they work with her they know what the word is on the street and believe me if there was that she's almost like Obama if there's something there they would have found it. <laughs> I'm I, I mean and I'm being because they're looking for that. How is she able to dominate at her age? How is she able to come back and play in two majors finals a year after having a baby? Like, how are you able to do that? And people want to say she's cheating. They want to say this. They want to say that. They want to talk about her body. They want to even Jason Whitlock. I mean, well, it, that don't even bring that up because that guy's an idiot. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying it's out there. Those sorts of things out there. We saw it with the cartoon. He's Uncle Ruckus. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, but let's briefly talk about the fallout. The fallout from this is now officials feel like they want to potentially boycott Serena Williams' matches. That's stupid. That, and that's that's the problem that I have with the whole situation is that it became this whole other thing. And it was partly because of the climate that we're in politically and also kind of what some of what Serena said and what she threw on top of it. This is not an issue. This is an athlete who's in the throes of competition, who's frustrated, who was upset. Granted, I mean, that happens. It's, it's an emotional sport. It's an emotional game. She reaped the consequences of her actions. Okay, fine. It's over. That's it. All this other stuff, that's extra. That's... That's just see, emotion this, this, talking. This is how I feel. If you, if I'm Serena, I would, I probably wouldn't do this, but I would probably threaten to boycott the U.S. Open because name five female. T- now I can, but name five female tennis players that are active. And, and just understand, in the last few tournaments, all of the top ten has been out before like the quarterfinals. So name for me five female tennis players now that aren't named Williams. Go, Madison Keys. One. Um, the other African-American lady, 
Um, you can't name them. You I, doesn't count. Sloan Stevens. Sloan Stevens, yeah. I'll give you Sloan okay. Stevens. Give me some somebody else. All right, and three Russians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's the, the breadwinner. She's the Tiger Woods of tennis. And we had this discussion, I think you and I did, or maybe Kevin and I did, about no other athlete moves the needle on this sport other than Tiger and then maybe Serena. Those are the two that if they are playing, they change the whole weekend on television. More than Tom Brady, more than Aaron Rodgers, more than anybody. And I think that tennis should appreciate her. and Because, again, now you look in a situation where over the weekend, and I did see this on Twitter, which I love Twitter, by the way. Do you know that professional bull riding did better than the men's finals at the U.S. Open? <laughs> In the ratings, in the television ratings, this is this is where well, they that's are. Because also, there's no Americans in it. Like, there's no. I can't name okay. one American man tennis player. Long Stevens lost before the quarterfinals. I don't think Madison Keys made it to the quarterfinals. Yes, she did. She made it to the quarterfinals. Yeah. She didn't make it to the semi. I don't think she did. And if if she did, who cares? Because I don't even know it. <laughs> I say that to say we watch tournaments to just make sure Serena's advancing. That's, that's the truth. What, but that's, that's why that's you watch, and that's why the casual fan watches. That's, but they're very. Again, you have to understand this is a worldwide sport. Everybody, I mean, a lot. We're talking, not, but we're talking about look. America stirs the drink. We're the star, the straw oh, that stirs okay. the drink. And this is not like soccer. You, you're not just gonna turn up and turn out in Bulgaria or wherever they had these tournaments, other than the United States. <laughs> well, they they have the French Open. Yeah, okay. They have it Wimbledon. Okay, those are that's Australian one Open. But think about Indian Wells and and all of the tournaments they have throughout the year. This is where it is. The United States is where it is. And no, if you it's can, not. That's not. That's not true. Okay. Well, where, as far as tennis is concerned, that's not true. Okay. So where where can they make the most money? How many? Wimbledon, how, England. Okay, that's one tournament. How, how many tournaments does, does she play in England? I have no idea because I don't know anything about the tennis. She, they tour. might. She might play the warm up right before. How many tournaments does she play in France? One. The French Open. How many does she play in Australia? One. How many does she play in the United States? Fifteen. I don't. Again, I have no earthly idea. I mean, at her what, what fifteen twenty tennis exactly. tour is. So what I'm saying to you is, they need her more than she needs them. She has. She makes a ton of money in endorsements. Oh, Saka's getting ready to get paid. She She's already, already got paid. Mercedes Benz and somebody she, else. She, uh, she signed a big deal with Adidas. Adidas. So she she's getting paid, and, and Serena's Nike. Now I guess we need to keep up with shoe the shoe wars, but they need her, and this is her swan song. And I think tennis doesn't don't give her anything but respect. Give her respect, and I want to get your guys take on it. Please hit me up on Twitter at Wade's Word, or please hit me up on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page. And group. Just give me your thoughts on that and tell Jordan why he is wrong. So, <laughs> NFL. Season- tell, or tell me whether or not you thought Serena was doing the most. Like, be honest. I mean, she was doing the most, but we know what the most is. She <laughs> well, wasn't doing the true. most, most. That's true, but she was extra. Well, I saw the most, most at Walmart at two in the afternoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, that's the most, most. Now, that's a lot. But it wasn't that much. What happened at Walmart? No, nah, I mean, I ain't getting into it, but we know. <laughs> right. I Back in the day at the fish market, I saw a woman do the most most. <laughs> we don't even have fish markets anymore. <laughs> so just to tell you how long ago it was. But, it, but I've seen the most most. That's not the most most. See, but that was a lot. She, that was, it was. That's like when you you in an argument. She, my daddy don't even talk to me like that. Like, that's where she went with it. She went, like, all the way with it. Okay, but that's not all the way. 
I mean, it's not all the way, but that's all the way. I, as I much love as the, all the way so, you could get on uh, national TV. But I love how she said, "Don't talk, don't <laughs> talk to me." Then don't don't talk to me. <laughs> don't even talk to me. I, and so you know that's all over Twitter. I love it. I and she love started it. pointing. You know it get real when when a I woman started pointing. Well, she started pointing. She did a lot of stuff. But but again, she was I think justified. Anyway, let's move on. NFL got underway. Week one. Give me your thoughts on week one before we delve into some of these issues. There's a lot of rust around the entire NFL. I mean, I saw a lot of teams in, in, in good positions to win games and just just run out of gas and just lose it. I mean, you look at the Jets and Lions game. That was a good game. That was a good no, that game. was never a good game. It, it, it was a good game in, in the first half. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a competitive. It was it was a good game as far as that is concerned. What was it? It was tied set at 17? It was like 17, 13. And then they ran 13. 50 unanswered points? Yeah. I mean, 37 on You look, you, you look at the Bears and, and Green Bay game. I mean, in the first half, looked amazing. They're like my new favorite team right now. Their defense is crazy. The offense they were running, they had some some uh, a lot of creativity wow. going on. Chicago is Chicago, just, uh. bro. I'm telling you, they are for real. They're the truth. Mitch Trubisky really good in the first half. <laughs> the game doesn't end at the first half. Look, I mean, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers made one, and it wasn't even a good throw. The defense back just didn't, just barely missed the play, barely missed the play, and Randall Cobb ran a touchdown, and everybody's talking about, oh, Aaron Rodgers is so great, and he's so... Well, we're going to talk more about the Aaron Rodgers situation. I will agree with you, and I had this discussion with Haywood Jeffries, former NFL player. Name drop. Oh, yeah. Got to do that from something. But, but that gives validity to the type of conversation. But a lot of quarterbacks look really rusty. I thought Deshaun Watson did not look good at all. I thought Big Ben obviously did not look good at all. Matthew Stafford did not look good at all. And all of these Matt quarterbacks. Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, but some of his stuff in the red zone was just, that's just him. So, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to blame that on the preseason. Dak Prescott did not look good. And it makes me wonder, and I get your take on this, preseason, do you need more reps in preseason? I thought Deshaun Watson coming off a major knee injury did not get enough work, and it showed. And some of that stuff was the way New England schemed him. But he just looked bad throwing the football. Some of it was Will Fuller not being in. Right. But he just didn't He didn't look good. And, and for Big Ben, I thought the weather obviously played a big part of it. Maybe even though Connor gave you work, no Le'Veon Bell may have affected his performance. I don't know. What's your take on the preseason now? Uh, I think the pre. I think especially like Deshaun Watson missing a lot of time in the preseason, not playing very much. I think that contributed to his lackluster game, his bad game. But if you look at that game, they still lost twenty-seven to twenty from the runner-up of the Super Bowl. I mean, so that's the house is not on fire. So we're we're okay. But yeah, I mean, I think guys need more reps in the preseason. I think it's showing. I think everybody's talking about it. Everybody sees it. Uh, they're missing so, a lot yeah, of So yeah, so we can throw out the idea of an eighteen game schedule with two preseason games. Can we throw that out? Yeah, I, I've I, never been. In I've a, never uh, been in favor of that either. No, me How not. about new coaches? New coaches, zero and seven for new coaches. Gruden made his triumphant return to Oakland, and it was a lot of fanfare. It was very exciting. Great game, first half. Then, of course, the Rams' defense prevailed, and and they got going. And Gurley had a nice night as well. What do you think of the new coaches going zero for seven? In the opening week. Well, when you look at a new coach, a new coach is a new coach because the team 
didn't perform well under the old coach. So let's let's just say the team wasn't any good, so they had to get rid of the old coach and bring in a new coach. So I wouldn't panic. I, I, these things kind of take time to, to work themselves out and, and to find when you have a less of a preseason, when you have these guys less time during the offseason, it, it takes a while to get ramped up. It takes a while to get to, uh, to understand what you have uh, on the offensive defensive side. It's, it takes a while to understand how your, your scheme is going to work and to solidify a, an identity as a team. Well, you know, like I said, there's a lot of developments, and we'll get through them throughout the show because we have a lot of NFL stuff. Only other note, the Astros won two of three from Boston. They're getting hot at the right time. They're currently on like a five, six-game winning streak, five-game winning streak, I think, um, for the Astros. But big series, and Boston won the finale in, in dramatic fashion, and I think it was a missed call uh, in that series. But we have time to top up that. And Russell Westbrook, knee surgery, will miss the preseason. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on what you think uh, that the Oklahoma City Thunder will do, whether or not that's newsworthy or not. But again, we will talk more about the NBA as we get closer to the season. Now I want to go to a segment that we call We the People. In this segment, what we do is we post a poll question or two or three, and I think four in this situation, four poll questions, and get people's opinions on what they think. That's on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page. I put these polls up and let you guys vote and tell me what you think. Let's talk about four teams specifically. Let's talk about the Houston Texans because we are based in Houston. I asked Texans to the playoffs, yes or no? A, what would you say, yes or no? I'm asking you, would you say uh, yes or no? I would say right now, yes. Okay, I would say no. And I was, it was, that was affirmed even more by the performance on Sunday. What do you think the pollsters said? What percentage do you think said the Texans would make it to the uh, playoffs? I think people have a mind, sort of like mine, so I would say 52, 48%. 52, okay. that they'll make it to the playoffs, 48% that they won't. 38% said they would, 62% said no. So that's what you, what the people said was no, the Texans aren't going to make it. Dallas Cowboys to the playoffs. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yes. Yeah, huh? yes. You think that, okay. Yeah, you picked them to win the division, of course. What percentage do you think? Now, keep in mind, we're in Houston. Although everybody on my page is not from Houston. We have a, this Houston leaning. I would say, okay, I would go 60-40, no. There was 75% of people said no. 25% of the people said yes, the Cowboys would make the playoffs. Saints to the Super Bowl or nah? Now, again, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. A couple people I know, they're kind of the chic pick. Now, this this poll question, let me say this. I didn't get to do this in episode 70, so we're bringing this up after the season started, but all of the votes were tallied before the season. Uh So before that awful defensive performance, what do you think? What percentage of folks say that the Saints could get to the Super Bowl? I would say 30, 70 that they that they could make it. 30, uh, actually 20% said yes, they could make it. 80% said no, they wouldn't. And Super Bowl favorite. I posted four teams. I'll allow people to add more teams. Who do you think came out on top? Oh, and, and again, this is unscientific. These are just our folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who do you think came out on top? Uh, I would say the Patriots. Patriots did not. Patriots came in with 10% of the votes. Uh, So let's see. Not the Patriots. The Eagles? The Eagles got a vote, but they were part of the miscellaneous. Okay. Uh, Steelers? Yeah, they got some some votes, but 
I think it was 24%. The Steelers came in at 33%. 33% said the Steelers. Now, keep in mind, we got Charles Rayon and a bunch of Steelers fans who uh, who are on my page. So uh, the Steelers came in at 30, 33%. Favorites to go to the Super Bowl. I'm sure that's changed after week one. Uh, New England came in at 10%. The Cowboys, 19%. And the Los Angeles Rams, 14%. And miscellaneous, uh, the group uh, of teams that came in, uh, 24%. So it's pretty wide open. I know a lot of people. But, again, that's just our page. That's just the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page. It's not official, but it kind of gives you an indication of who we are. If you disagree, go online and let us know. The Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. Want to go to a segment now that we call Shame, Shame, Shame. Shame, 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 Shame. Or charge it to the game. But it's all in the game. This is where I give Biscuit a team situation, a scenario. He tells me if it's a shame, 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 or just, hey, charge it to the game. Let's open up with the Cleveland Browns failing to win after six Pittsburgh turnovers. The game ended in a 21-21 tie. Is that a shame, 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 or charge it to the game? It's a charge it to the game. But it's all in the game. And I say that because it was a torrential downpour. You're coming off a winless season. You you tie a a playoff team last year, team with Super Bowl aspirations and, and Super Bowl predictions. You tie that team in your division. I think it's, it's you just charge it to the game. It happens. There's those fluke games. You probably should have won. You had the chance to win. But weather conditions kind of kind of made that uh, more difficult for you and probably caused more of those turnovers as well. So you charge so it to let, the game. I have a very complex answer. Certainly just on the surface, shame, shame, shame. You get six turnovers. You have to win the game. However, with it being Cleveland, you charge it to the game. <laughs> this team has won, what, one game in two years? Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Robert Griffin III was their quarterback for that last win. Yeah, and that's that's rough. That's rough sledding. And I tell you what, Hugh Jackson is changing the culture there. I believe in that team. I believe in Miles Garrett. I believe that Tyrod Taylor, who had a great job running, he's going to have to improve throwing the football. He cannot be as woeful as he was throwing the ball. But I believe in this team to the tune of maybe four wins. So, <laughs> no, I mean, which is – That's you know, real I belief. Mean, yeah. I mean, so – uh, no, that that essentially was a shame, shame, shame. Let's go to Detroit. We talked about Detroit and Matt Patricia's debut. What a debacle. The turnovers, the miscues. It was embarrassing. Is it shame, 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 or do you charge it to the game? It's a shame, shame, shame. Shame, 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 shame. And that is because all these people, all these coaches from the Bill Belichick coaching tree are not successful. I don't know why they keep hiring his assistants. I don't know why they keep hiring his defensive coordinators. These guys are just not successful head coaches. Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Everybody knows that Bill Belichick is a defensive coach. He had his hands, his fingerprints, his big toe all up in there. All up in that that side of the football, especially. That's the reason for their success. Not Matt Patricia. Don't know why he got a head coaching job. 
I mean, you understand why he got a coaching job. Because, again, you want some of that New England magic dust to but rub off on that's you. that's never happened. I, it hadn't. Romeo Cornell, I think, has been the most successful. And he's Bill O'Brien certainly is, is not. No, I want to say Romeo. He's a horrible head coach. No, no I, I Bro, think Kansas his... City, he, he was turning the corner. I nah. thought that he it wasn't. A, but I will say this. Jim Caldwell, that team wouldn't have lost the way they did under Jim Caldwell. He looked overmatched. He wasn't prepared. They, there's a, a rumors of a mutiny because they feel like the, he worked guys too hard. And he has all these new rules. And this is, although this is not the NBA where this is a player's league, it's certainly worth making note of that these young guys are not responding very well. At least it looks like that on the field. And even the New York Jets said, well, hey, we knew what they were going to run before they ran it. so Right, we I knew their think, signals, we knew their, their right. calls and everything. And I think that's a shame, shame, shame on Matt Patricia. He won't be there long if he doesn't get, a, get it together. It's still Detroit. He'll be there. Finally, the Chicago Bears failing to defeat a one-legged Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers leaves the game with a knee sprain. At the point at that time, you didn't know what it was. And after you do all that work, Khalil Mack does the work, runs for a touchdown, Gets a sack. He does. He's doing work in the first half. You come back and you let a one-legged Aaron Rodgers beat you. They didn't blitz him. They didn't really go after him like they should have. Let him sit back and pick them apart. Is that a shame, shame, shame? Or charge it to the game? I think you charge it to the game. But it's all in the You're game. in Green Bay. You're in Lambeau Field. First game of the year. You had a rough season the year before. You got Khalil Mack in the building. I mean, not even a full for a full week. He didn't. He wasn't. He didn't have training camp with the team. So you're kind of limited on what you can, what kind of packages you can put him into, and what kind of plays he can run. And Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. And Randall Cobb made a great play again. Like I said before, the defensive back was right there. He barely missed it. It went like almost through his hands. And Randall Cobb ran it out for a touchdown. I mean, it was a fluke play. It happens. You got to charge this to the game. I'm going to say shame, shame, shame. Now, when you have a team like that down, you shoot at them any way you can. I would send the ball boy after him. I would go after him nonstop. They didn't. And, and I, Khalil Mack did look winded. He didn't get a lot. He didn't do a lot in the second half. He played way too many snaps, I thought. But he just was not effective. And, you and you know, some people would say, Charge it to the game because Aaron Rodgers is one of the all-time greats, blah, blah, blah. Right. Who, and he's a little bit overrated, if you ask me. But they he's the flavor of the last few years, even as much in some circles as Tom Brady. But, yeah, that was not a good look. Now, some of you have no idea what we're talking about because you spent your Sunday flying a kite or, or watching the weather forecast or at a Trump protest or whatever you were doing. Whatever you were doing, and you were boycotting. And you were boycotting because of the treatment of Colin Cap. Now, again, that's a dwindling minority, I would say, but enough people still are, and we want to acknowledge that. And our very own Kalina, who is herself boycotting the NFL this year, came up with a segment, and we call it Why We Kneel. Feeling the chilling moments that led to a police officer shooting. I mean, ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people... Colin Kaepernick kneeling to protest social injustice and police yet unsigned by any NFL team. He's fired. Why we kneel. On February 16, 2014, in Bastrop County, Texas, a call was placed to 911 reporting a dispute between two men. When Bastrop County police arrived, the altercation had died down. 
Officer Daniel Willis saw a woman inside the house they were called to and demanded she come out. As she opened her friend's front door, Willis called out, police, and fired upon the woman using his personal AR-15 rifle without warning. That woman and the caller's name was Yvette Smith. Willis was charged with murder and was fired. After failure to reach a unanimous verdict, deadlocked at 8-4 to four in favor of guilty, a mistrial was declared and Willis waived his right to trial by jury. Judge Albert McKaig ruled Daniel Willis was not guilty of murder. Yvette Smith was a former caretaker and was 47 years old. She is why we kneel. That'll wrap up things in the first half of episode 71 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Want to remind you to subscribe, leave a message. Right now, I'm going to hear a message from our sponsor and, of course, our resident DJ, DJ Malone. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, and KTSUFM.com. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Welcome back to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, episode 71. want to thank our DJ, DJ Malone. If you have a mix, if you are an artist, if you are a fledgling artist, you're trying to get going, send us your music. Reach out to me on Twitter at Wade's Words. DM me. Hit me up on Facebook, and we will feature a portion of your music at the halfway point. And at the very end of the show, we will play an entire song or an extended mix from you. So if you're a DJ, do your thing. And it doesn't matter the genre. If you have a, if you can play a mean banjo, send it in. We'll get it on, show you some love, show you some support, and uh, really give you more exposure because we have a diverse audience from all over the place, and we all love music. So if you have that ability and you have that product, send it out to us, and we'll make sure we get that on. Right now, I want to go to a segment that we call Surprise, Surprise. Surprise, Surprise. Or better recognized. Recognize. This is where I give Biscuit a scenario, player team situation, and he tells me if it's a surprise or, hey, you better recognize. Let's start with Tampa Bay dominating the New Orleans Saints defense. This is crazy, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, without Jameis Winston, Mm -hmm. racked up 529 total yards, 417 yards passing for Ryan Fitzpatrick of Houston Texans fame and New York Jets and everywhere else. The journeyman quarterback, 417 yards, four touchdowns. The star receiver, Mike Evans, 
147 yards. Fantasy Deshaun teams. Jackson, 145 yards. I mean, what are your thoughts? Surprise, surprise, or better recognize? You better recognize. Recognize. This is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's good for one of these games a year. Not one of these. That's an all-time great and for he him. threw for six touchdowns in one game. That's not an all-time great. That, look, Has he ever thrown for 400 yards before? I don't know, but I know he's thrown for six touchdowns. So he's had awesome games before. I tried to tell you that before the season started. <laughs> that he's he's got so one or two James good games in. Done? Is he done? Yeesh, man, that kid got to get his, get his life together. He's got to stop. He's got to stop. I remember Hard Knocks last year, and he had this whole persona. You know, they showed him coming in early and lifting weights before everybody got there. And he put on a big show for everybody, and it seemed fake from the very beginning. He gets wrapped up in this, this Uber driver situation. He's got to get his life right. We had a very uh, – Haywood and I had a very honest discussion about this, about James Winston. And there was not very, some very unkind things said about the young man. And I'll just say this. He's not very bright. Let's just say that. I mean, and I hate to criticize anybody. Why do you say he's not very Because smart? you have to – I think at this point it's not – that he's a bad guy. That's not the issue. The issue is that you are so stupid. You, and again, we go back to the. Let's go back. I just go all the way back. So whatever the the let's the the rape allegations, no prosecution, none of that. He did settle with the young lady. Put that in a, on, on, in a box on the shelf. That's serious enough. Once that happens, life gets real. Now you grow up. Whatever it was, if you were totally innocent, you know, and you go through that kind of ordeal and all of that scrutiny, that's enough to grow you up and straighten you out a little bit. But now he goes and does the, the crab legs thing. Now well, let's get it. I understand he had a homeboy, somebody hooked him up. But you, what, this is what you have to understand. This is what you have to understand. You, James Winston, you're in Tallahassee, Florida. This is not New York. It's not L.A. It's not Houston. You are the starting quarterback for Florida State. That means you are more popular than anybody other than Bobby Bowden. Everybody in the town knows your name. Everybody knows your face. He he was probably signing autographs on the way into the store to steal the crab legs. <laughs> now, I don't knock the kid's hustle. If he thought he had a hookup. You don't knock him for stealing crab legs? I don't knock him in that. I mean, you can get into the whole pies, though. Don't steal. Okay, look, you're a college kid. You got a hookup. You try to get a hookup. This is where he's stupid. You are Jameis Winston in Tallahassee, Florida. Everybody knows your face. You don't do it. Send your boy in there. Say, look, I know we got the hookup. I'm sending Lil Charles in there. Lil Charles got it. Lil Charles could have got away with a roast. He could have got away with a Christmas turkey and nobody would have noticed. If Jameis Winston would have had a, a a box of Tic Tacs, he would have got caught. So that's this is your judgment. Well, see, some other people would say he's Jameis Winston. He's a quarterback in Florida State. He gets all the breaks. You know, he continued to get him because he got drafted in the first round. He He's a tremendous talent. So then you go at school and you yell the P word. You yell up in the cafeteria, in the quad, wherever you are. You yell something stupid. Now, again, college stuff, kids will be kids, but you can't do that. You're Jameis Winston in Tallahassee, Florida. You should have went to NYU if you wanted to do that. Nobody would have cared. You should have went to UCLA or USC. Nobody would have cared. You cannot do that in Tallahassee. So it's not more than just the stuff that he's doing. Because I can give him a pass on a lot. The Uber driver thing, I blame that on his boys. Because if he drunk, <laughs> if you drunk, 
Somebody has to get, have your back and say, man, no, nah, you know how he is. When he drink that brown, he eat a little wild, you know. You cannot I minimize had a boy, that. That ain't right. Like, he couldn't, if he drank tequila, he was out of there. He can drink brown all day long. You know, you have others. You 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 put that gin in. And gin act, make you sin? And it'll, you act a fool. You cut somebody. But your boys have to know your liquor. You have to know, hey, you can't drink that, bro. And if you do, you know how he is. And so I think his judgment is really, really off. I don't know what will happen. I wouldn't count on Ryan Fitzpatrick doing that again. But he has three more games to do it. So I think it's surprise, surprise. Let's go to the next one. 136 yards from scrimmage for Adrian Peterson. A lot of people thought he was washed up. Is that a surprise, surprise, or you better recognize? Recognize. You better recognize. He warned him. He he came at him. He told him. He he talked to everybody. He he was upset with Chris Carter, and I, I forget someone else, because they talked about he, he wasn't going to be productive. Adrian Peterson is the truth. Texas grown. Texas born and bred. We wanted to play for the Texans. I know, and we should have had him. We had that future Hall of Famer, Lamar Miller. <laughs> what, what? Better recognize that. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> so he wanted to play for the Texans. He was looking for a job. Got a job late in camp. Like yeah. it was the last it was the last week, right? Right. That's when uh, their their running back got hurt. Uh, Sonny Michelle. And so, yeah. And then you still got Thompson that was doing doing work. So yeah, I think I mean, I'm like you in the whole situation. I think, hey, you better recognize, and I'll use the words of Rudy T. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Now he has never been a champion per se, other than a Russian title champion. But that's a that's and, a ball and the state, player. State championship in Texas. Uh, at, I, at Palestine. Yeah. Palestine. Is it Palestine or Palestine up there? I'm getting him confused with Cedric Benson, so I don't know if he actually No, he went to Midland League. I know. He won the state championship. No, Adrian didn't win no state championship. I don't believe, unless it was like 3A or something. But, and then he went to Oklahoma, and we sure don't like that in Texas. But he's the truth, and he's still the truth to the very end. He, he, He had a puncher's chance to do some work, and he did it. Hopefully he'll repeat that. So I would say you better recognize. I don't like him wearing Clinton Portis's number, though. I don't like that. For the Redskins. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you and all Clint Portis' cousins are pissed <laughs> off about that. I mean, I think you, you don't 27 sleep on of y'all, Portis. Don't sleep the 27 on of y'all are really pissed off about that. You you know. He could have picked any other number. I, whatever. I, that doesn't bother me. Clinton Portis, come on, man. <laughs> we are doing way too much with this honoring these players now. Finally, the Dallas Cowboys offense. Surprise, surprise, or better recognize. <laughs> you said that like so, like Southern Bell. That's that Goma Pop. Surprise? Oh, well, uh, it sounded like. Yeah, I'm, yeah that'll be. You'll hear Goma. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I mean, I thought they would perform better, come out better. It was, it was a tough road. It was a tough showing. So I was surprised. I'm, I am not. I say better recognized. You don't have any deep threats on the outside. You lose Dez for whatever he's worth, and you lose Jason Witten, who's I don't I really don't like him in the booth. I don't know why don't he got either. what four years twenty or twenty million dollars. They need making five million dollars a year. You know why? Why? Cause he say it, say it, <laughs> say it. You know why he's a tight end for Dallas Cowboys. He's he's clean cut. That's the only way to put it. He's a former player who you know speaks well, looks good. Whatever, and he played for. You Cowboys. say looks good. I never heard anybody. Well, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Like, I, I think Tony Romo is actually really good. I don't think Jason Witten is very good at all. I do like Booger McFarlane though, and his I, role. See, on that, I don't. Li- I, I, I liked him, but I can't get past that name, bro. 
Booger? Well, that was your nickname for a while. I, but I, I ain't using it no more, and I wouldn't be using it, using Biscuit if I had any say about it. Booger? The people have spoken. <laughs> booger? Come on, man. We was... grew up with a Booger. What are I you know talking about? We grew, I know we grew Booger up with a Booger. Booger right around the corner. I know. And I hope when oh, you Booger really fill out a job Booger? application, he don't put Booger on that. Well, he, he can, because guess what? He's probably making $3 million a year. So, yeah, go, Booger, do your thing. I, I guess you have a problem with Oprah and Beyonce. What is your no, deal? No, those are performance names. Those aren't. No, those. they're not. That was, Oprah was born Oprah. Well, no, Beyonce. I know. But that's not his. Is Booger his real name? No, but I mean, that's, people, what I'm that's how we know him. No, no, B B McFarlane or B B McFarlane. No, no, no. You know, you his name once, you know him forever. I think it's great. I I think it's a courageous choice. I love it. Good job. Good job, Booger McFarlane. And I think from now on, every episode, I'm going to have a Booger McFarlane (laughs) moment. With that, want to give out our. But he's good, though. He's good. Can I? You just going to step on my intro like that? I'm sorry. With that, want to go to our segment that we call. The Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. And Lamont was a... Big dummy. He's a big dummy. Now, you know, we talked about Serena earlier. Let's talk about this. The Herald Sun in Melbourne, Australia. I could say Melbourne, but it's Melbourne, Australia. It has the largest distribution of any newspaper in Australia comes out with a cartoon depicting a, I don't know, how would you describe a very, the guy I don't know, said, very extra, extra. The guy said he drew her with African, she's an African-American woman, he drew her with African features. And it, it was clearly racist. It was, and this is Mark Knight who did it. And it, I mean, and I understand caricature. I mean, we see it in, in our weekly Sunday newspapers doing the, the editorials. We see them. But I think you have to understand who you're dealing with and how your work can be perceived and, and the impact it can have. Clearly, they didn't get the message because they ran it again saying that PC pu- police. Yeah, the PC police correct, you know, or have run amok. And that's what a lot of racists hide behind. Like, oh, I can't say what I really want to say because of the PC police. No, you can't say what you want to say because that's racist. <laughs> that's why you can't yeah. say what you want to say. It's wrong. We know better. Let's do better. They were out of line. Mark Knight was out of line. And the Herald Sun in Melbourne, Australia, is really, really wrong for running it twice and disregarding the insensitivity really perceived by people all over the world. And for that reason, the Herald Sun and Mark Knight, you are big dummies. You big dummy. Yeah, that that was really horrible. That was really, really bad. There's no excuse for that. The way they drew uh, Osaka as a uh, white Big chested woman, which she's half black for like half Haitian, Haitian, which is black. She's right. half black and half Japanese, and she was born, in, I think, in Japan. If she was in America, she lives in America. She's black. She's gonna be considered black. She probably I'm be sure considered black Japan, her whole yeah. life. She's, she's Angela be- Yee of tennis. I mean, really, that's what yeah. it is. And so to draw her that way and then draw Serena that way, I mean, that that is perpetuating all kinds of t- stereotypes. And they don't get it or they don't care. They don't care because how many black people are in Australia? Right. Well, I tell you what. I, it, Look how they treat the aboriginal people. The there. aboriginal people. Yeah, really bad, bad situation there with their history of racism. But again, they were kicked out of England. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> 
things for thieves and, and cutthroats. <laughs> that they, am I right? Yeah, they yeah. were banished to Australia. If, if my history is right, yes. if my history is wrong. Correct me. So that's how the colony was originally established. Yes, it was. Yeah. So yeah. There's that. Um, with that, before I let go. Before I let go. Hey, Biscuit, uh, big games coming up this week. I mean, there's so much we didn't get into. We may do another episode this weekend, but uh, big games this week. Minnesota and Green Bay. Big because of Aaron Rodgers' health. Will he go? Will he play? I think he'll play, especially against Minnesota. This division rival, he'll play. I say sit him. Biggest game of the weekend, I think, is New England at Jacksonville, a rematch of the AFC Championship. Who you got? I'm going to take Jacksonville. I think that defense is amazing. I think the New England Patriots don't have enough on the offensive side of the ball. I think the offensive of Jacksonville will do just enough to win that game. And Kansas City at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is needing of a win. Patrick Mahomes gets to go on the road against a defense that just didn't – I mean, I guess they did okay. They didn't lie with 21 points, but it was to Tyrod Taylor and the Cleveland Browns in, in muddy and wet conditions. Who you like in that game? I like Pittsburgh. I think they'll right the ship. I think Mike Tomlin will get his team back in line. We'll see if Patrick Mahomes really has the goods or if it was just a fluke. And I, I mean, he, he probably has the goods. I think he has the goods. I watched him against my team, the Los the, Angeles yeah, Chargers. And, the Chargers, yeah, that's he right. did work. Yeah. Uh, the New York Giants at the Cowboys. This is a must win. I think the loser is out of the playoffs week two, I say it. Because you go down, you 0-2 on the season. I think the loser is out of the game. It may be premature, but I, I think whoever loses this matchup, because, again, I picked Giants to win the division. Who do you have? I got to go with the Cowboys. I think they can, again, turn it around, right the ship. I think that Rust will kind of come off Dak a little bit. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott will see some, a little, have more running room in this game, and, and they'll come out on time. I think Saquon Barkley got off. I think Odell Beckham in prime time. I'm telling you, the New York Giants – We'll run away with that. couple other things. Hey, Texas A&M over, uh, passes Texas for the most valuable program in all of college athletics. Any thoughts about that? No, who cares? I mean, oh, look, look, neither one of them are broke. Nobody in that whole mix is starving. So, hey, with that, any final thoughts from you? Uh, just continue to, to listen, to follow, to comment. We appreciate it. We love it. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Keep us going and, and, and keep the momentum going. No doubt about it. A lot of momentum. We want to thank you guys for it. want to thank Kalina. want to thank our DJ, DJ Malone. Have to thank all of you for the love and support and just the kindness and the patience to listen to the end of the show. Because if you listen to the end of the show, you got a lot of good stuff. A lot of people listen to 15 minutes. Oh, I'll get back to it. And they never do. You have to listen to the whole show. And I'm going to have set up a phone line where you guys can call in. And we may do some Facebook Live shows. And we had a missing segment that we advertised last week, but we didn't do it. One thing. We didn't right. do the word association, but we'll get to it. Hey, want to thank you guys. And as always, have a great day. Big bumper, girl, just a wine and a wall up. They must spoil me a stock till it pile up. My money no, so it my money no. like you mean it. Dance like you on fire and you want me to know. You move like you mean it, shorty. See the look on your face. You don't want to fight, I want to make love, maybe, 
them wine, they them pop it. One more time, girl, wine and pop it. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna drink, got me feeling alright. Pretty little thing, I can watch it all night. Pull up on that bumper, girl, I just might. Pull up on that bumper, girl, I just might. Baby, push back when I jump behind it. When I jump behind it. So when I jump behind it, push back on me. So baby, push back when I jump behind it. Baby, let me know you like it. Tonight, let's give them something to see. Everybody's singing. Tell a girl say, girl you know say you're pretty from your mind 